I V M. Please note that the language and ideas presented on the show might not be suitable for everyone. If you're under 18, make sure your mom isn't around. If you're over 80, why is your mom around? You're listening to Cyrus Says. On Cyrus Says, we meet Harsh Sonawala, a man who changed his name from gold to travel. That's right. He used to sell gold, but now he travels in gold. Harsh Sonawala. Why follow your auntie's advice when you can follow Cyrus Says on Facebook and Twitter to stay updated about the latest shows. Here on Cyrus Says, the monsoon is here. My favorite time of the entire year, my favorite season, because the world spit hits you every single day with all the chemicals in the world, and I just love it. I never use umbrellas, but I have a little point for people with umbrellas. Please understand, there's a thing called average height. Some people have average height, some people have high heights, and some people have low heights. So when you move around with your umbrella, you can hit people of different heights. So always look around while using an umbrella. This is my gift to the people of India who are suffering in the monsoons, but who have the money to have an umbrella. It's called Cyrus Says. And that's what Cyrus says. All right, uh, global world. That's what we live in right now. You can go anywhere in the world and hopefully not become a terrorist because there's certain places where they sort of indoctrinate you very quickly. But there's also lovely places in the world where there's not so much uh, bad politics. And uh, there's a man called Harsh Sonawala who's walked into our into our studio for some reason, and his name itself says Sonawala, which uh, roughly translates into man of gold. And this man with lots of gold has decided to give the gift of traveling to people across India and beyond. Harsh, welcome to the show, and I'm going to start by asking you, what's the company called? The company is called India Someday. India Someday. You sound like the Congress. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So basically, we called it India Someday because when we were starting the company off, um, there were all my friends kept saying, "Oh, we would love to come to India someday." And we would love to visit India someday. So, so your, your friends were prisoners in Australia or something? Where, where were all these people? No, they, they were my friends from business school or my friends from uh, friends, friends from school in the United States or the UK or wherever. And obviously, so Indians over the years say, in college and stuff, everybody wanted to come to India. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Everyone was like, it's always an aspirational place to go to. Probably. Or they're just saying it to make you feel better. Because all that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dirty and dusty. <laughs> all that, yeah. yeah. But no, the so. People actually then just started approaching me and my business partner, saying, uh, "Why don't you help us plan a trip to India?" So we were like, "Okay, why not?" And I guess that's how it slowly started rolling into. A okay, so let's let's quickly set this up because as usual, I have done a terrible job in the beginning. <laughs> uh, we just mentioned that your name means gold, but his name is Harsh Sonawala, and uh, it's called India Someday. It's that, it's basically a travel website. Is it a travel? Um, it's more of a travel consultancy. Okay. Uh, where we so you're half travel agent, half website sort of thing. Correct, correct. Uh, and educator, travel educator. I suppose correct. that that should be the word. What, what we like calling ourselves is a in between a lonely planet guidebook and a travel agency. Yeah. Uh, well, by the way, now that you segue into Lonely Planet, what happened to Lonely Planet? My generation growing up, 80s and 90s, it's all about Lonely Planet. Out in South Mumbai, where we both reside, you'll see these guys outside places like Leopold holding the books. Correct. But it seems to have sort of disappeared now. It's it's slowly dying. There's just so much information on the internet. You, what are you going to do with the Lonely Planet book? As Ain't in, so lonely the planet now. <laughs> How sad. What a, what a big culture that was. It is. Their website's still doing well. Did you so. use it as a young man? Yes, I did a lot. When you when you were out of India? Uh, even in India, 
when I started <laughs> off. <laughs> I didn't recognize India. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Harsh, sorry, I was cutting you from telling us the entire beginning, which is important. So it's a travel uh, sort of uh, set it up for us. Uh, okay. So let me just set it up for you. So we like calling ourselves a guidebook that talks back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we set it up is that we help people travel across India, and the way with that we do that is a extremely transparent system. Um, we get to know who you are, what you like, what you don't like, and then we retrofit a trip for you. So it's custom made almost. It Absolutely. is completely custom made. You can't yeah. just say, "Yeah, Sharmas, we want to go to Darjeeling." That's it. Correct. No. You have to get to just sort of know the customer. Yeah. So we get to know someone first, and then we plan something in depth for them. Um, and actually, the way that we do it is we charge a fixed service fee first. All right, Mr. Sonawala, that's your name. <laughs> Gotta stay with the book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so but I think that I, I honestly, I think that's the best thing. Yeah. I find in India, and please correct me if I'm wrong. People never like to have the money conversation. Yeah. Now, they always talk creative or whatever the issue is. Like, yeah, sir, ye karo, wo karo, we'll do this. Or you took look at a contractor. I'll fit this. I'll put that. The money comes at the absolute end when it's suddenly five crores. Correct. You know the bill. So I think get that out of the way, and people are on a much better step uh, yeah. platform. Yeah, which is what we realize is that. In today's day and age, honestly, you can check the price of every hotel, price of every flight, price of every train. No, but you're giving a custom-made thing, so it's a whole different deal. Correct. I'm not just going to a hotel. I'm presuming you're taking me through an entire event. We are taking you through the entire plan, yes. But I'm saying that if you, a lot of people like the do-it-yourself and travel, right? So in terms of pricing, what we've done is everything is transparent. Right. With the hotel, the flights, you have a breakup of each thing. Right. And at the bottom, we have our service fee is. Whatever. Whatever. So yeah. we charge based on number of days that you travel with us and number of people that you travel with. Right. So, so here's my question. I'm just uh, while we record this, I'm about to go to London for a family holiday. Biggest problem we have is people have different choices and tastes and all that. Correct. Even a family of just four. Correct. Because one kid wants to see Liverpool Football Club and the other kid wants to go to the entire Harry Potter experience, which is costing so much, I can't tell you. I might as well write a book myself <laughs> and try and sell it. Uh, so, how do you handle people in bigger families? I'm just thinking uh, the joint family, a group of say 10, 12, they'll have all kinds of demands. Correct. So, that, take us through how do you manage? That does get a little tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, but we try and have one point of contact. And it's always the mother is it? Always. The mother is the matriarch. Always. The boss. As in all the trips that we have planned, which are family oriented, it's never the guy. What it's are you always, saying? I thought it, the father would it, play a very important role. Never. Never. I thought I was the only father who was <laughs> impotent and with no power. And no, no. You're, you're, you're not the only one. <laughs> I'm not. It's not such a lonely planet after all. Yeah. So it's always the mother and then she always kind of like speaks to the people. So we try and speak to just one person and not five. Okay, Harsh, take us to the process because I want to point out how you all are different from just going to a travel agent and booking two flights and a hotel room. Correct. So I would come with my family and then what would be the steps? So actually our first step is we, you fill out this fairly long questionnaire. Mm-hmm. which has a bunch of questions about where you want to travel to, your budget, your interests, your likes, um, and how many people you're traveling with. Then we actually have built a complete software in the back end where we go in and customize your trip. So we plan the whole trip for you out there, depending on the details that you're given. So we'll choose hotels based on your preferences. So if you're a backpacker, we'll obviously suggest hostels. If you're a comfort traveler, we recommend more boutique Homestays Really uh, spoiled Lazy Don't want to leave The hotel room Want room service That kind of guy That kind of guy We probably recommend The Uday Vilas Or the Raj Vilas or <laughs> That's my, That's what I want to hear <laughs> Where then you Enjoy the hotel For what it is But a hmm. uh, large chunk Of our audience Is the Homestay boutique hotel Kind of range Which is the most growing Isn't it Because it's, Not just Indians But everywhere in the world They seem to be turning To this boutique hotel uh, Formation Definitely Because It still has all the luxury That 
you would need mm-hmm. plus it has a a touch of good food someone local actually giving you, you that local thing otherwise there's no point right correct correct yeah. so you come to india you go to jaipur you don't want to stay at the rajulas for 3 days continuously i do but that aside, that aside normal people would, maybe maybe we cannot afford that <laughs> afford or not but normal people would like a slice of rajasthan which which would be correct a boutique hotel correct a small boutique hotel or even like homestays plus, plus safety harsh we can't put them anywhere we can put them on a camel and say stay here for 24 hours but that won't work we won't see them again or the camel yeah yeah so so yeah, so we're so sorry. So you take the software; it's sort of program something out of all the no, stuff. No, we 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 you personally we, program. We personally, personally okay. pro- program it. We don't have a computer doing that stuff for you. We personally program it, and then we send you a link which has the entire Option. breakup. Yeah, and then we can go through. We go through on a Skype call or via email each of the hotels, each of the transports. Wow, do you like that? Even we recommend activities. And at the end of, if you book the trip with me, we give you like a big long tip document almost. Mm-hmm. Um, which has our recommendations of where to eat, uh, what to see, what so not you, to see, everything. So if I take a seven-day trip with you, you every single minute is sort of accounted for. No, so we—that's the good part—is that we don't tell you what to do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, because uh, sorry to interrupt, but I always find when I see a Lala tours in the old days when we were growing up and all <laughs> that, that it was too much after some time. You can yeah. see the old people tiring, yeah. and sometimes I wonder the tour operators should think also about the fact that you can have maybe five, six hours of activity uh, when you're on holiday. That is, and then maybe you need to have some time to yourself also, which didn't seem to balance out with the way they would just schedule. Or is it the Indian thing? Schedule twenty-five uh, sightseeing trips in one day? No, no. So that's that's where. we are also different again is that we leave it completely independent to you we'll give you five things that you can do in the day and then if you want to chill in the hotel the whole day you chill in the hotel the whole day or you go do those five things um uh, so we don't plan from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. I guess it depends on the personality right there are some people who just want to be out and look at things all day Correct. and some people who want to balance over Correct and that's where we come in where we say okay if you want to be out the whole day we will give you a car and driver you go out you figure it out um uh, but these are the seven places that we say you should see And these are the two places which you should definitely not see. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of mean. We've tried it before. Highly overrated Mount Everest. Don't go there. <laughs> no, but it's true, isn't there? Some places which, like in Jaipur, for example, there's a city palace. Don't go there. Like and done like, to death also, isn't it? Yeah. It, no, not. It's just terrible. There's nothing there to see. So don't do it. As in, I mean, the city palace is not bad. No, it's damn bad. Yeah. I have a problem with the pink city. I can't find the pink. <laughs> they keep saying pink city. I just see a couple of uh, streets which where the you know the tiles are pink. That's about it. Yeah, it's not actually. What What is the pink city about? Why is it pink? What's the pink thing? It is actually not pink. It so is I'm, actually brown, and they kind of started calling it. Pink. As is the so, whole country. <laughs> <laughs> pink is a whole new movement. So why do they call it pink? Who who brought up this pink thing? I think it was uh, there was some queen or someone like that coming, hmm. and they just wanted to make the queen thing as in look someone a, a gay representative of the pink movement or queen as in queen. No, no, Maharani. queen as in Maharani. Oh, Maharani. It's very confusing. Oh. <laughs> Travel is so confusing these days. Yeah, and to make it look good, they painted that part of the city pink. Yeah. So, but I wanted to ask you, places uh, like Rajasthan. Are now overrun with foreigners. We do a few events there from time to time, and I I notice that are Indians still going to places like Rajasthan or no. just they definitely are. So we do cater more to foreigners because foreigners appreciate our service more. Unfortunately, um, but that's but the shape of things to come because I think we are going in that direction. The foreigners, some of them are already there, and hence they yeah. use the service. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, no, so Indians definitely go. There's uh, 
if you go in season like November, December, January, you'll find tons of Indians. Yeah, because there. which Indian will go in May to Jaipur? Like Correct. you just mentioned off camera, off Correct. off the show. What was it? Forty-five degrees. Yeah, forty. And you in the pink city, <laughs> feeling pink very quickly all over. So let me give you a tough question. So here, I want to go on a family holiday, but I want to go to a nude beach. Will people handle it for me? Me. Hmm. Well, come on! You can't say no to the customer. <laughs> the customer is king or queen. We <laughs> could probably out. send you to like some pygmy island in the Andamans. Yeah, Aww. is that where the cannibal tribe is? There's one. Yeah, can- there's, a can- this- there's supposedly a cannibal tribe there. So, so, so when you say buffets for them. <laughs> Okay, no jokes about coming back to the whole thing. So um, the process is that you customize it according to the. As you say, the mother seems to make the decisions. There's no actual uh, meeting of the client. It's all done on on email and yeah, Skype. it's all done via email, Skype or phone. We especially if they're coming from abroad, so obviously it's yeah. impossible for them. Yeah. Okay. So now let's travel a little bit uh, back in time and figure out how this all started. Uh, what is the background? What oh. was Harsh Sonamala supposed to do? Family oh. business. No, not a family business, but I was working for a, a Canadian company called MediaGriff, which did B2B e-commerce platforms. Quite Sounds quite, exciting. No, very boring. Perfect dinner time conversation <laughs> with the first girl you've met. <laughs> and me and my business partner actually used to work together there. And we both loved traveling during that his time. His business partner you mentioned eight times without a name. Oh, his name is Abbas Slatewala. Okay. Uh, and are there criminal cases against him? <laughs> no, 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 they're not. Trying to promote him <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. Okay. So again, sorry to sorry. interrupt, but we're going back in time. Are these is Abbas from your college days? From no. So university? we worked together at. Uh, okay. So at, when you were at, your yeah. first job, yeah. Yeah. So we worked there together, and uh, we always wanted to do something and travel. So we always used to sit around and discuss. Okay, let's do this. So one, so we actually took. Uh, five of my friends and five of his friends, and we planned a trip for them to Bhutan. But as fun, as fun as a holiday thing. But mm. we kind of planned it. We kind of saw if we could actually. Okay, let let me just go through this. Five of his friends, five of your friends. So that's uh, how many girls? Uh, six. I am going to definitely avail of your services because for the first time in the history of Indian mythology, there are more women than men in the group. I'm so happy. Sorry, Navi. I'm so happy. So happy. That's 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 exciting. Bhutan. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? It was fantastic. It's an unbelievable country. Um, you know, a lot of cool things about it. Peaceful karma about it. Apparently, people tell me. Yeah. No. It's 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 really beautiful. As in, I think that's the best way to describe it. Afforestation. Happy people. Uh, I don't think you can ask for more, no. Okay, but this is this is done only as an like an amateur thing, like just because it started you off as an amateur thing. organizing. It, Correct. Whatever. So it started off as an amateur you thing. You still have your jobs. We still had our jobs. Then I went to do my MBA. Oops. Yeah, uh, because I Where? was I was confused in the Philippines, uh, Asian wow. Institute of Management. Different leadership there, no? Yeah, very. This guy's a little dangerous. <laughs> Durante? Yeah, he, luckily he wasn't there when I was Apparently there. But he uses his own gun. I always worry <laughs> when the leader of a nation carries his own gun and says he uses it because that's a bit scary. But a lot of people in the Philippines have guns. So Are you kidding me? It's like America. No? What are you saying? Yeah, yeah. They, it's like a violent. Uh, no, it's not violent, but they have guns. So on campus, you had people with guns. My friend had six guns in his house. Yeah. Why? He's doing an MBA. What was he thinking? <laughs> I'm doing an MBA. People will kill me. No, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. He's not an engineer. It's just an MBA. Sorry. He was an engineer oh, first. Then it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's. I think it's just the Americans run them for like forty years. Yeah. So I guess the some of the. You just want to blame Trump for everything. I'm, I'm okay with that. But uh, so we'll take a quick break. Then we'll come back and talk about the Philippines experience and get to how this birth happened sure. and a change completely towards travel, which is now becoming a huge business. We're with Harsh, and he's got some gold stories when we come back. 
Okay, back with Harsha. Harsha, Sona Wala, founder of India, someday with Abbas um, Slate Wala. Slate Wala. Sona Wala, Slate Wala. Sona Wala, Slate Wala. Foreigners <laughs> will think we're all like this. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we've uh, traveled to the Philippines now, where you're doing your MBA. This is a typical Indian story again, where we sort of get overeducated. You do I, one thing, then you st- you've got a proper degree, then you start a job, then suddenly you say, Oh God, I got to do something else. No, I guess the MBA was just a way for me to kind of figure out what to do next. Okay. I was I was confused and I was like, if I'm not doing anything, then I might as well study. Plus, so. I, I get the feeling the travel thing was also there because the fact that you went to the Philippines to do it is almost because your heart isn't moving around the world. It was. Yeah. It, and that's why I picked the Philippines also. A, it was cheap and B, it was a cool it's place to go to. Yeah. Undiscovered uh, territory. Yeah. So did, you, did you have a good time, Harsh? I had a great time. <laughs> uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not just about the guns. Yeah. 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 It, it was a really... Sweet place to travel to. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is in Manila proper, or in one of the smaller cities. No, Manila proper. Yeah, but traveled around a lot during that time, mm-hmm. um, and also got to see a lot of Southeast Asia and Europe because I did. But it's a, a very different part of Southeast Asia from what we normally tread. You know, the the Thailands and the Vietnams and the Hong Kong, Singapore. It's untouched. Yeah, it, it's still a lot of the beaches are untouched. Spanish, the culture, the little bit of. There's there's a little bit of Spanish culture. It's also just the people are the friendliest people really? that I have met. Really, like, honestly, they're the friendliest people that I've met. Like wherever you go, from a small village to a big city, everyone's smiling, and they'll actually sit down. And the good thing is they all speak English, so it's easy to communicate, uh, even with a villager, and just sit down and have a cup of. So to communicate with a villager, you have to leave India and their villages and no, go no. to the Philippines. No, 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 no. That, that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or let's get back to the MBA program. So obviously now this was a little bit of life uh, changing experience for you, being in a different culture with different people. So yeah. tell us a little bit about what happened there. So there actually, it kind of, I kind of made up my mind that I want to do my own business. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that's what happened there with the professors and and just overall. A lot of people that I met there were running their own businesses already, so it so kind of just thinking out of the box now. No more conventional yeah, stuff. Yeah. So where was Abbas Slatewala by by the way? He was back in India, actually starting the the basics of India someday. So he 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 was already doing that. He was already doing like five trips a, a year or six trips a year, just kind of helping people. With, with this name, he had taken this name. No, we had not taken the name yet. Okay, we were just so he was more like a tourist guide. He was more like Devanand, the picture guide, who Correct. was just walking up and down with a few guys, Correct. making little paisa on the side. Correct. So okay. that's that's how. But you guys were in touch. We were in touch. Yeah. Yes. Um, then I finished my MBA. Uh, I obviously had lost all the savings that I had made, so I had to kind of. Get them back. Um, What's the girl's name? They spent all the money on her. <laughs> now then, you can tell us everything. Are you married? Yeah, I'm married. Oh, I'm married. Tell us, tell us everything. Did you marry her? No. Of course no. not. Of course. <laughs> now you're spending all your savings on somebody else. Yeah. Correct. Oh. Um, so, came back, uh, took a job on the side. Uh, and then me and Abbas started India someday. Took another, like normal job? Took, uh, yeah. So, there was a biogas company which wanted to set up in India. Huh. And yeah, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> where to where? The funny part is from where, where to where your life has gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who would think a biogas guy who was doing a B2B business before doing an MBA and now is actually in the travel business. You know, Correct. It's just a big leap. Yeah. Correct. The, the only consistent thing was like sales and marketing and all of them. That was the only consistent thing. So, um, But yeah, so biogas company wanted to set up in India. So help them set up. Um, and then within the first eight months, I left that company. And then How was Abbas doing at that point? He was doing well actually because we had gotten like around 30 trips with India someday uh, and so he was also thinking that I need to quit my job and do this full time mm-hmm. and uh, so he did do that before I did. So uh, 
so no one sec just before you actually jumped into it was this travel you know the new travel websites which started coming in the last 5 6 years was 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 there also already on the cards were competition there already or were you one of the first guys no no so those tons make my trip clear trip all, all of them those, had yeah. come in but yeah. we knew that we are not competing with them we wanted to do something niche mm-hmm. and something not e-commerce we wanted to do something that's more personal and actually talk to people but how do you get the experience now to tell people what to do because you then have to travel as well yeah so we from 18 to 26 27 before i left for my mba i had traveled india a lot either with family or with family even before and i was in india 18. we mean more than uh, you know delhi and punjab uh-huh. and uh, rajasthan so, and you know kerala correct so yeah. i had traveled a lot across madhya pradesh a part of the northeast lahol spiti um uh, parts of punjab like small towns just, like uh, saying names so that i feel uncomfortable and know that you <laughs> gone to places no man has gone to before but i respect that give me a few more yeah uh and a uh, couple of small villages in punjab so backpacked across a lot uh and that's when i actually really fell in love with our own country which unfortunately today very few people travel in india and that honestly i'll tell you as a as a prospective client of yours the biggest worry is infrastructure and things like that when we go outside the big cities correct so the big problem is that if i was alone or backpacker just me and the wife it's different once you have kids you want everything to be like cushy correct to some extent because you always there's that fear factor always fair enough but there are tons of places now where uh, the infrastructure is not as half as bad as we think it is yeah but i'm saying once we go into interiors because that's where the real india is that's what you want to look at correct but if you actually even just take rajasthan which you is been done to death mm-hmm. there are at least 15 to 16 smaller villages there which are it's easily not accessible Jaipur, not jodhpur not udaipur not ajmer no there's small towns like chandelao uh, deoghar which are just really small quaint towns which have fantastic hotels like haveli is converted into a mm-hmm. hotel and things to do for kids and stuff absolutely there's tons of stuff to do there's you can either go on a desert safari you can go um horse riding you can uh, go swimming obviously there's, there's swimming in rajasthan in a swimming pool <laughs> yeah, I'm all for the comforts, brother. <laughs> desert or not? I'm trying to sell you the trip no, just now. So. Look at Dubai. Dubai is a desert, but I mean, there's all the comforts mm. of the world there. Yeah, yeah, Naveen. All right. So now let's fast forward a little bit. So you, um, you've come back. You, he's Abbas is uh, starting the engine more than you at that point. Correct. You're doing another job, uh, and then Correct. you suddenly say, "Okay, enough is enough." You have the confidence, and you'll start the business full on. Correct. When is when does this happen? This happens roughly six years ago. Okay. Roughly and do you six, remember your so then do you remember your first big client how it get, sort of kick started? Yeah, so there was a friend's friend from Holland his name was Jasper and he was Jasper. Yeah, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong but oof. Yeah. Uh, this is a hybrid of Casper and Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was living in Kochi working and his okay. family was coming down uh from Holland so there were seven of them and there was like our first big client who we helped. So they uh, were just coming to Kerala or they wanted to see India? No, so Jasper was coming to Bombay and his family was coming to Bombay and then they wanted to see India for like 3 weeks. Wow. So we helped them plan their trip for 3 weeks. But the difference was we met them in Bombay, we understood what they want in Bombay and then over the next 3 days that we kind of blueprint fl- actually. You actually interacted with them and realized his custom service and got to figure out their personalities. Correct. Out. Like does it work? Would they pay me a service fee? Would they how much would they pay me? They're French. They pay, they just don't bathe. Don't you know the rules? <laughs> So how does it work with the western client as against the indian client what are, what are the main differences um probably the approach with the western clients it's a lot via email just back and forth with the indian client it's obviously they pick up the phone they dial your number and say harsh 
I want this cheaper. No, I, I'm look, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> goes without saying. No, but I'm I'm thinking more like uh, who's more adventurous? Like uh, being away from India, do they say, "Come on, take us to a place where we can see elephants"? And do they want to see the real India and go deep into the interiors and all that? Is, is that they the do. way they think? They do. Most of my Indian I think clients be are more conservative. Yeah, the Indians are more conservative. They like their cushy comforts yeah. and. Hathi ko dekha aur kuch. The and yeah, so. They are definitely more adventurous. Uh, you do have the ones which are extremely lazy and like the luxury, but hey, come on, man! You're, yeah. you're in a business. You got to look at everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, which is which is which is the fun for you also. The fact that they aren't the same. Correct. So, which is the good thing about us? Since we have the fixed service fee, we actually cater to people that are backpackers to extreme Uber luxury. So we can do the full range. Mm-hmm. And that also means that I get to travel and stay at all of these cool backpacker hostels as well as Uber luxury hotels. So it's fun. So you actually go with the clients. You just go to check them out. We do recce's before, so we don't well, go with the clients. As you go bigger and bigger, obviously you and Abbas won't actually be able to go. Yeah, we are not traveling as much anymore. I'm also married now. So. Yeah, and now you travel to car to do this podcast. That's bad enough. Living in Pedder Road, I can see your pain. Okay, now tell us. Uh, let's uh, talk about a few interesting things. What are the three or four? Worst things about someone coming to you, uh, about a client coming to you, and what are the worst demands that you hear? Oh, the demands that I hear. Oh, someone wants to do four states if India in eleven days, and they want to do like fifteen cities because they think it's really easy to do, and you can get from Delhi, Agra, Jaipur, Jodhpur, Jaisalmer, Udaipur, uh, Bombay, Aurangabad, Kerala, all in eleven days, and we're like, no, that's not possible. Um, that's definitely. But it's physically possible. If you, yeah. If you just it, drive really fast, you keep going. Yeah. If you if you don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. It it is but, physically but, but possible. But in America, people do those kind of things. The like East Coast to West Coast, where they're basically just taking the whole country in. Correct. So obviously, you can't do justice to anything, but you sort of you know. Correct. But out here, you can't even drive that fast, no? As in. Because there's no petrol pumps yeah. on the way. <laughs> so you're, sir, you have nothing here. So it's yeah. That's definitely one of the weird things that people ask. People actually come and say it's too hot. And I'm like, you've come in May, and you wanted to visit Rajasthan. I told you it's hot. It's. But why would they want to go to Rajasthan in May? Don't you tell them that? That's we we do the tell plan? them. That's the first thing that we tell them. But they're like, no, we only have time off now. So. What about places like Kashmir? Kashmir is interesting. We have to be a little careful, obviously, obviously, um, because we are liable at the end of the day. But we do recommend a lot of people to do, lay via Kashmir. Um, so, so they cross Srinagar and come to Leh. Yeah, so you drive from Srinagar to Leh, and we tell them to go to Gulmarg because Gulmarg, Pelgama, actually not Fine. affected at all. Yeah, the, the skiing Kash- is in full swing. The skiing the, is in yeah. full swing. I think people there realize that tourists are important for their own bellies, hmm. uh, so they don't kind of mess with them. I think that commerce to bring peace to the world. I've been saying Correct. that from forever. <laughs> oh. Correct, and I. Completely agree with you. And Indian tourists also like to go to Kashmir, or this is more the foreign demand. It's actually the Indian tourists are going more than the foreign tourists, um, especially because we don't get to see snow. No, so yeah. it's a it's a bit of a fun thing for us to go to. And then the drive from there to Leh is fantastic. It's and it's easier to get to to Srinagar than to Manali. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, uh, this is a difficult question, but I'm just going to ask you anyway. What is like an average? Uh, how much will it cost on an average to say go on a five day or seven day trip um, to one to one location like a Kerala or Rajasthan? 
uh, this is, I know it's a very difficult question because there's so many yeah. variables and how do you want to stay etc but just let's say we are normal middle class family correct for five seven days in a Kerala Rajasthan one of our hot beds correct what would you recommend you, as an average probably I would say an average hotel room would be say four thousand rupees on average let's let's take that as an average now the new GST that comes out throws a lot of the thing in the spanner I but can't wait for GST I not with your anti GST not with the hotel rates that they've what what, what do you mean. They've bumped, tell me now, tell me now. They've bumped up the hotel rates by close to ten percent. Are you kidding me? And in some places, why? even nineteen percent. So, it's not. But why should they bump up the hotel rate? Because they've classified five thousand rupees and up as luxury. Oh, I got to talk to Narendra Modi. Just give me the phone. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It is. I thought it'd be a lot easier for all of us to travel once the GST comes because it's one sort of freaking tax. It is one tax. Is I just thought it expensive. would come down. It hasn't. Unless you stay in a hostel. You're breaking my heart, brother. <laughs> it's breaking my heart as well. It's my business. But shouldn't you all write to the government yeah, and say that they, they have, they have figure this out? There's this whole lobbying. That's a huge amount of people traveling across the year now. Yeah, and it's going to be a little more expensive. And 5,000 bucks for the big cities is like nothing. Correct. You won't get a YMCA now. Correct. Uh, and I've stated YMCA. It's not been, our producers looking at me in a strange way. <laughs> Don't worry. It's been a hard uphill struggle. Yeah. So, uh, coming back, uh, yeah. you look at, say, roughly 4,000 rupees um, and maybe a travel budget and food budget of another 5,000 5, rupees a day if you're going to take a flight. So, over a week, you're looking at roughly around uh, around 60,000, 70,000 rupees. Four? For family of four. For a family of two. Uh, so one for, for a couple, yeah, for, for a room. room, yeah, one room. For so we room. can squeeze three. We're Indian. Yeah, worry. yeah. Ho jayega, ho Compromise karega hum log. Yeah, don't worry about that. That's that's a rough average. Okay. Price that you can look. Let's at. not talk about growth. Unfortunately, GST has put a span on the work. Suddenly, I didn't realize that. But what what happens next for you guys? You're now established. You've been there for six years. People know about you. You've got clients. What's next? Uh, we're actually. Do you take on the foreign market as well? Uh, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at growing into Asia this year and helping people travel to Asia the same way that we do for India. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just spent uh, around 20 days in Cambodia. And uh, Do they have GST? No, they don't. <laughs> oh, thank God, I can afford a hotel there. <laughs> yeah, it's really cheap actually. And, and so we're looking at moving out of India a bit. Uh, we're also, we hadn't done a lot of marketing so far for India someday. So we're looking at now actually pushing through with some marketing initiatives for India someday. You can't call it India someday if you go to Cambodia. Although you can because under Ashok, the great, it was part of India. So I get Correct. your point. Correct. But only you and I know that. <laughs> really, with GST in the back on my neck, I'm a little worried about that. But as you expand, what you'll have to change the name or there'll be a second no, affiliate? We'll, no, we'll probably call it Asia someday or... Travel someday. You sound like Alexander. <laughs> India someday. Asia someday. The world someday. <laughs> that's yeah. the plan. That's the plan. I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Harsh, it's really been a pleasure talking to you. Wish you all the best. Um, just a couple of personal questions as we wind up. How do you relax? Because your business means a lot of traveling away from home, I'm presuming. Well, traveling is kind of relaxation for me. So. But does the wife come? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. Oh, took his time sometimes. over that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's a doctor herself. So oh, she's yeah. a doctor. Okay. Yeah. So she does try and come whenever she can. Mm-hmm. But and what is your, what is Harsh's favorite place to travel? That's again a mean question. But let's say top two, three. Uh, in India, it's definitely the hills. It's Lahol and Spiti. Uh, I'll Google. Definitely. I'll, everybody Google. It's Northeast Himachal. Northeast Himachal. Yeah. Okay. So that's definitely one of my favorite places in India. Uh, maybe the Andaman Islands. You go on second. Going back to the Andamans, but difficult place to reach. No, you have to go by now plane a, and then boat. Now there's a direct flight from Bombay. 
straight into the straight into buffet. fourth play <laughs> yes <laughs> okay and definitely the philippines for me as in from an international i i have a special connection but that's that also place, because no? of the emotional connect with it for the yeah, thing and all definitely. what about the rest of the western world not so interesting uh, interesting for me i still prefer something which has a little more earthiness to it i guess the western world kind of can get a little have, have you been similar. to the united states of the soviet union it's lovely <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's harsh. It's called uh, India someday. If you want customized service, you want to get the best service you can get to understand what your needs are for a holiday. Go to Harsh Sonawala. Go to India someday, and he'll help you at a very good discount. Just take my name. It's okay, Harsh. You don't have to. <laughs>
So it's I yeah please go ahead okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's move on from defense to cricket I think this is the question you would like to yeah. answer from Gaurav interest in North Korea the other day I was discussing with guys in a cricket show uh-huh. about uh, how the game has actually been shrinking and not growing about 10 years back the mandate from ICC was let's grow right. and we'll have a world cup at China play Taiwan <laughs> that's my joke uh, China play Taiwan in the 2042 world cup and you know Indians are cheering in the front row but that's not going to happen because it's not growing it's shrinking actually the associate countries haven't come to the party barring mm. Afghanistan mm. You look at Kenya and uh, even Ireland and Scotland not really grown that right. much. Bermuda, what happened to them? You know the smaller West Indies Islands, West Indies mm-hmm. themselves have imploded. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm actually really surprised though. I thought T20 would really help with that. So kind that's of the idea. The T20 will be pushed more and more, and yeah. maybe at some point there'll be growth. But it looks like we're stuck with six or seven quality countries. Uh, I sat and on. That's about it. It. But, like, but you, uh, you think does this help having Champions Trophy in UK, especially when it is raining continuously? Yeah, points think, are being shared. But, but which month is left? Uh, where will you go? You can't go to Australia. Right now, it's winter. You can't go to South Africa right now. It's winter. You can't go to India right now because people like you feel cold, but the rest of us are dying. <laughs> actually, dying nickel while you're feeling this freezing temperature. You're not knob apparently because I've seen him also do the same thing. But yeah, so which countries left? New Zealand, you can't go to right now. So there's not much options. Pakistan, you can't go to. We will uh, keep you informed about that in a later yeah. development. Uh, so I think England may uh, June was the only period the ICC window that they had. September it's clogged with uh, programs. Plus they have their own season. Mm. They have South Africa. They have matches to be played. Champions Trophy like one of the more important things shouldn't yeah, that yeah, should be. Are you liking the uh, the format of it? Like only two so matches I, and you're into semis. One no, match I, you're I, 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 I have no patience for a 50 over match at all anymore. I sat for that. Listen. I mean, like I tried to do the <laughs> match. No, I understand, but I don't care because my father taught me uh, very early that what is populist is crap mostly. Right. So if people don't like cricket, it's better for us who do. So you know, I'm not interested in that. When people are too long, and I'm saying good. They don't know the Jack Hobbs from their Calvin and Hobbs. So I don't do a damn. Um, but coming back to the 50 over format, yeah. my only worry is balance in sport as in life. Mm. If you don't have balance, nothing is fun. So if the bowlers don't get any swing in English conditions, which is very odd, as the last few seasons uh, these things have started happening. June is supposed to be a good month for bowling. Mm. It's supposed to be good weather condition. There has been rain around. It's damp and everything else, but there's just no swing. So what happens is, uh, if you notice, uh, there's no bowler running through the lineup except uh, Stark running to the back end of the Bangladeshis mm. with his Yorkers. Mm. That's it. Mm-hmm. So that's the disappointment for me. But I, uh, from a quality point of view, I'm very happy with this eight-team format, and I'm very happy with 50 overs, and I'm very happy with England. That's the country where you. Should watch cricket and play cricket. People are civilized and decent. You can sit without uh, sweaty people around you, and the weather is generally good. And yes, the weather goes up and down, but that's all part of the charm of cricket. Let me just remind everybody out there: mm. in India, cricket is a winter game. That's what it's supposed to be. Our season starts in October and ends in February. Mm. But we've gone berserk, mentally crazy, and people have decided to play in May and June, which is madness. Watch an IPL game on the 25th of May. You know, in the there, night with the lights, you no come way. back five kilos lighter. Yeah, yeah, Who wants that? We're a country of skin. People, they're ectomorphic. Look around. We're just skinny people with punches. Stop it! Stop it! It should be played in England in the English summer and only in England. If I had my way, I'd stop all the other countries playing. <laughs> uh, next question. Okay, yeah, moving on. Shrinath is asking, uh, what phone do Jamagan? you use? Mm, I don't think so. Just what phone do you that. use as a daily driver? Well, whatever fits between my legs, because that's where I keep it normally. Because in these long traffic jams, you have nothing else to do, so you have to play with your phone. You don't <laughs> believe in that Uber, else. Uber thing? They keep. But my job is not yet an Uber driver. <laughs> uh, the podcast, if it just doesn't grow, then yes, that is the next option. But who would hire me? Because I've got so much opinions. They'll run out of the bloody Uber in five minutes. Which reminds me, there are lots of taxi drivers up north and in Cal who I've encountered, which are great fun. We should record those guys. Yeah, their podcast will be great. Yeah, we should do that. They're real philosophers. Cool. All right. Uh, so that's all we got for this. 
this episode. Yes. Listen, if you want to catch up with Nikhil, you can find him on the TFG podcast on the IVM network. And but get a sweater because he's feeling, I don't know, 44 <laughs> degrees and the man is holding himself. And when I say himself, I mean his upper body. Yep. And that's all we got them. All right. All right. Okay, catch us on any of the podcasting apps, please. We beg you, we need you. If you have any questions, write to us online and uh, you can mail us as well. We will answer. We have a doctor in the house called me. And that's what Cyrus says. Mm-hmm.